Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of The Far Away Nearby. We have a special guest that will be joining us shortly. But before we get on to that, it's time to check in and have a moment with a favorite beverage and see how our weeks are going. So, hello, Princess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty okay. So, Phyllis, how was your week? What have you been up to lately? <laughs> um, my week uh, has been actually the last couple of weeks. I started a new diet. Huh? Um, I think since the last time we talked, we may have talked about it, but um, I've been doing that for a couple of weeks. Fell off the wagon a couple times. Oh. Um, yeah, I went to a couple of get-togethers, and you know, I've been doing this um, meal prepping thing, oh, which yeah. I think we talked about. Um, and you had given me some some helpful suggestions, but I find it really helpful during the week. But when I'm at like a get together or something, it just it, it, no matter what my resolve is, it just goes right out the window. Oh well, for what it's worth, I've found that the best mindset to go into those functions with is that you're the ambassador of better habits. So your mm. friends may not be on the same wavelength, but you can teach them a thing or two by setting an example. Cause you know, if your friends are doing the same thing, it makes it easier for you. But you know, just because you're a mom and you've got kids, shame on you. You're eating happy meals every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's a struggle, but I'm sticking with it. I usually, I've done so many diets over the years, you know, as we all, do and I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I have stuck with it despite the setbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't lost as much as I would have liked to have seen, but a couple people who didn't even know I was dieting had commented that you know I looked a little slimmer, so I'll oh, take it. <laughs> it it's, it's always nice when you start getting those compliments because then it's kind of part of the reward, you know. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I've always, I mean, I've always struggled with my weight up and down and went through a a breakup. And I say a breakup is the best diet ever because I lost, I lost quite a bit of weight since that breakup, which was a little over a year ago. We were together for uh, 11 years. Oh boy. Yeah. And um, no, I mean, maybe not so healthy, but when that happened, I did lose some. So now I'm, you know, putting some actual effort in mm-hmm. to doing that. But, you know, I'm I'm just trying to be, I'm just happy overall. And uh, I'm not going to focus so much on the numbers on the scale. It's more about how I feel. And, you know, they say that one of the best things to keep in mind when you are trying to improve yourself is you don't keep on it all the time. Like in the beginning... It's so tempting to look at that scale every Mm. day, but you're going to go back and forth because depending on the time of day that you weigh yourself, you have either just eaten or you're at the end of the day and your weight's going to be different. The best thing to do is not weigh yourself every day. Just maybe do it every other day or a couple of times a week because then you'll have a happy little surprise when you see, hey, I lost a couple. You know, maybe you wanted to five but a couple is progress absolutely i'm i'm stepping up my water intake and um i'm not one of those people i don't have a problem with water i just forget 
to drink. Oh. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I'm I'm just trying to form some better habits. I still have some bad habits, but um, you said before we started today that you are putting some meals together. Did you get all the containers and have you planned out a couple of menus for yourself? Yeah. Yep. Um, I made, um, I just, I, cause I'm doing a low carb. So I'm doing a low carb diet. Um, so I just made myself a bacon mushroom Swiss cheeseburger mm -hmm. and obviously without the bun. Uh, it was delicious, but I've been, I've been looking at Pinterest and, um, you know, just other websites. I have a couple groups on Facebook that I belong to. So I'm, I'm trying to reach out and, you know, look for different, uh, recipes cause I love food. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find either, you know, healthier, healthier alternatives to things or just, you know, trying something different. I made some, uh, it's called, they call it cracked chicken uh -huh. um, last night and I threw it in the crock pot. It's uh, two pounds of chicken breast, two packages of cream cheese. Mm. Oh, two packets of ranch. Uh -huh. um, and then you just cook that on, I cooked it on low for about six hours in my crock pot and shredded it up. And so I have that um, ready for the week and I'm just going to throw that over some broccoli. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Some salads for lunch. I, for the last couple of weeks, I had spinach salad every day for lunch and it was really good at first, but I, if I eat another piece of spinach, <laughs> I think I'm going to lose it. I, I think <laughs> the key is alternating. You, know, you, you make yourself a couple of uh -huh the week and that way you don't have to have the same thing every day you can alternate every other at least but right so, you yeah, know, so. so it sounds like you're doing better on that and um the only nope. thing i would say is when you do your shopping it's just the little things you have to look out for it might cost a little bit more but in the end it will benefit you like if you normally um buy the patties already made you'll find that even though it costs a little bit more if you buy the ground meat and make your own patties you can buy the leaner meat like we normally get the i think it's at least 96 percent of mm, mm -hmm. so it's lower fat content on that and then of course it's all about the seasoning if, if you're used to having the fat in there you can add any sort of you know like mrs dash is a good low sodium seasoning and you can make it mm -hmm. like any number of things like Italian or, you know, Thai or herb or anything like that. But that's the, that's the main thing is that, um, you know, going the lower, the leaner meats and then of course, substituting beef with ground Turkey, you can make it taste pretty good if you just use some Worcestershire. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, um, I'm, you know, cooking, which I love to cook. I hate cleanup, but, um, you know, for a long time, especially since I'm on my own, I just would grab fast food and whatever was convenient. Um, and so now I'm actually putting some effort into it. So it's, you know, progress, not perfection, but I'm getting there. <laughs> well, it's good to hear that you're making steps there. And we'll look forward to hearing your progress in future episodes. Yes, absolutely. I'll keep you keep you posted. And, and if you're on a similar journey, be sure to look for the princess on Facebook, Princess Micah, and uh, you can share your story with her and maybe you can become diet buddies. That would be great. I'll uh, set up a post later. Yeah. Maybe start a little thing. 
for those of you who listen to my solo show, surely you just, you'll know a little bit more about what's going on with me to fill in our listeners. Uh, not too long ago at the candy shop, we had a little bit of a, of a shuffle. They decided that the, uh, the department on the floor below me was going to be moved across town into another of the offices we have. And uh, this is one of those kind of economy kind of stories where the company decided that they could save money by shifting those jobs to another part of the country because I'm sure quietly kept they can pay those employees less than they do here. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> they not only sent those jobs elsewhere in the country, but they also sold the equipment that they used in my building. So that made room. And I guess uh, the powers that be decided that it would be a good idea to make use of that space by moving my team down to that area now that there weren't so many of those folks. Oh, nice. And, you know, it, it was a little stressful at first because, you know, long story, not so short, about uh, five years ago, we got moved from this beautiful seven-story office building that had a very picturesque view of our downtown, which you and I both know Oslo doesn't have very much uh, natural beauty, shall we say. And, um, <laughs> you know, so this is the, the only place that I will have worked that doesn't have a view of a brick wall, basically. And uh, they, they mm. shoved us from beautiful seven-story building into this dump that was built during World War II. They, they have the drinking fountains turned off in our building because there were complaints about the water quality. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, so sure that the oh department would be too fond of that if they, uh, they got a test. <laughs> right, that's in your current building now? Yeah, um, wow. I, the, I guess I could say that the candy shop is in a bomb shelter. Maybe that's a good way of <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we they moved us down a floor, and a lot of us weren't looking forward to it. But in the end, it actually ended up working out okay for us because we were sharing our space on the floor that we were at, and the team mm -hmm. that were already on that floor outnumbered us like three to one. Mm. So, okay. you know, it, it's like going from a, uh, a daycare where everything's all crazy and everyone's yelling to going to mm -hmm. a library because we're in a space oh. by ourselves now. And, you know, okay. no matter how professional a business environment is, when you get mm -hmm. X number of people, it always feels like management is, is uh, treating you like children. They want you to sit down and shut up and behave and, you know, no right. elbows on the table. <laughs> it's a, a change of pace. It's a little more quiet. And we were surprised to find out after all that song and dance, um, <laughs> we get taken aside into one of our usual weekly meetings. Right now, one of our supervisors is out on short-term leave. He had uh, some surgery, but the other supervisor that's normally filling in for him has gone out of the office for a few days. So our meeting was run by our manager, which isn't too out of the ordinary, but you think, okay, the big boss is running this, so it's going to be a little important, you know? And mm -hmm. we get taken aside for this meeting, and we think that we're just going to be talked about the average day-to-day -day stuff. 
No, this lady who has just moved us all down to the next floor has announced that she's resigning. And uh, Mm. as you can imagine, that caused a little bit of drama. But thankfully, she was able to save herself in the sense that it was no internal politics or anything of that nature. Apparently, this has been something that's been in the works for a few months. And her husband is an older gentleman that's facing retirement. So this is actually a happy thing for her because she's not going to have to be part of the daily grind anymore. She's going to be able to go down to part time. And I was the only person who spoke up during the meeting. I said to her, I have to be honest with you. I'm just a little bit jealous, but the, the rest of us here, we've got a few more years of adulting to do before we can join you on that party. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Good for her. You know, things are calming down a bit at the candy shop and I may be able to get back to enjoying myself. Although for the most part, my day is spent listening to podcasts because I do a data entry job and mm-hmm. you know those desk jobs, it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to pass the time while you're, you know, doing the bean counting. So mm-hmm. well, princess, we have a special guest today. Wouldn't you like to know who? Oh, I'd love to. Who's our special guest? Well, I'll give you a big hint. You met him a few years ago when we got together in the woods, basically. And we said our I do. Oh, is it Billy? It is. Say hello, honey. Hello. Hi, baby. Hi. Hi, Billy. How are you guys doing? I am wonderful. It's so good to talk to you. I haven't seen you in a while. Long time. DJ doesn't let me out of the house that often. I know. He keeps you cooped up in there, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I heard you had some uh, scary health things going on. Yes. It was a little health issue that turned out to be cat scratch disease. The simplest thing ever, but it took him five months to figure it out. Oh, my goodness. I don't think you told me that. They went through even a lymph node biopsy and couldn't find it until about two months after that, they finally found it in a test. Oh, my goodness. Cat scratch fever, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. And apparently the tech wow. medical term for it is called Bartonella. And apparently okay. it's something that they don't test often for. So there, there are probably a fair number of people who have it for quite a while without realizing it because it has so many similar symptoms to other things. Mm-hmm. Normally it goes away after about 30 days. People get it all the time and they don't even know it. But some people, fortunately, like myself, get it and it doesn't go away. It, it kind of pesters and does a lot of weird things if it if your body can't fight it. Mm-hmm. It goes from just something stupid to something that just totally messes you up real quick. Yeah, it sounds like it did. You know, My goodness. I, I, I want to call it a Steve Urkel in, uh, illness because it would only happen to him. Of course. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a few things today. And uh, Hubby and I thought about this well going out and about our day off together. We've seen a fair share of articles of late. I'm sure that you've noticed them on places like Facebook. They call them clickbait ads, where 
they have a catchy headline that you just want to take a look at that story and in about three clicks in you realize you're full of ads but um mm-hmm. we're going to talk about everything old is new again so there's actually a few uh little uh areas in this conversation that we're going to have today but we're going to basically talk about uh things that have come and gone that we miss or might even be coming back so honey you had an idea for the first thing that you wanted to talk about what was that well it was talking about department stores and the department stores are kind of going away and we just had another big one close but everybody is talking about how Amazon and online shopping are taking over. If you really look at it, back in the 1950s and even before then, everybody catalog shopped. And it wasn't until the 60s or 80s that they started really pushing indoor malls and department stores. But instead of catalogs, we're just doing internet. Nobody's really going out and shopping anymore. They're just kind of staying in and doing it. You know, everything old being new again it's not much different than the way our grandparents used to shop, which was out of catalogs. Catalogs are now just with keyboards. Back in the 80s, we all used to love to go to the mall and hang out and have a good time, but kids seem to be on their cell phones now. They're not really visiting the mall. They're not really doing things like that. So it's just kind of sad to see all these fun old department stores going away. Is there any particular store that maybe you remember going to uh, as you were growing up, Milady, that uh, may um, not be around anymore? Yes, I, I do remember there was um, a department store called uh, McCurdy's uh-huh. that was up the street from where I lived. Um, and we used to go there and it's changed a couple of times now um since they had that and i remember just thinking it was so cool that we had a store like that because it was like a i think it was probably along the lines of like a jc pennies or something like that and you know i used to go shopping there with my mom and um they had all sorts of stuff i mean i can barely i can i can remember the logo um, and I, I kind of remember what the store looked like. And um, just a little side note, when they closed that down, there's a parking lot in the back. And that was the parking lot that I used to use to um, practice driving. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so they had a nice big parking lot. So it was good because I, obviously I didn't have to worry about any cars or anything like that at, at that point coming through. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, I practiced back there. Um, there was another uh, grocery store called Super Duper. I don't know if you guys had that, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and I, I, we used to go shopping there all the time because it was literally like right around the corner from my house. And you know, now that I live on my own and uh, obviously do my own grocery shopping, we have you know the the massive chain of grocery store Mm -hmm. in our area you know it's just it's such a difference being able to go to just a little like grocery store we have you know the the Aldi's too that are around but I just hate going there sometimes but they have everything and it's super it's super convenient as far as like once you're there getting everything but I do miss 
having that little local grocer that you could just go and get something. Um, now that I, like I said, I'm on my own and I'm downtown, there's, there's a couple of places like that, but it's not quite the same. For our listeners' benefit, I thought it might be helpful to know a little bit of background here. Hubby Billy grew up in Oslo, as, of course, did the princess. Now, I grew up a little ways away out in an area I like to call the haystack. So that was a couple of hours away. (laughs) Hubby Billy has some experience with some of those department stores. Honey, didn't you tell me that you read something about the uh, the store McCurdy's? Do you remember what you told me about why they disappeared, why they went away? I thought you said something about there was a divorce involved. There might have been. I did want to ask Princess Micah something, because bringing up the department stores, it all depends on how old you are to remember what phase of department store you grew up with. With my phase, we still had some lunch counters. We still had candy departments. So basically, you could go to McCurdy's have lunch, buy candy. Mm -hmm. Some of them even had pet stores and some of them even had toy departments. So depending on what year you went, you might've had a completely different experience. You know, I was pretty young at the time. I'm trying to think. I know I was less than 10 before when they closed, Mm -hmm. but I just remember going there. I don't remember uh, many details, but I I do remember that store kind of being like the spot as far as departments, you know, department stores in the area. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Woolworth's department stores or the five and dimes Um, that they had? Yes, there was. There, there was a Woolworths in that same plaza. I want to say around the same time, maybe. It's all vague. Like I said, I was pretty young at the time. Because you used to be able to go, depending, even Kmart's would have these little lunch counters and these little places you can go and sit down. And unfortunately, oh, okay. they, they've all but pretty much have gone away. In fact, we were at a Target today. And their lunch counter is going away, being replaced by a Starbucks. Yes, Mm. I I was commenting to the lady at the service counter because we were returning something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, I remember as a kid going to a store and, you know, you'd be able to get like a soft pretzel or an icy or something. But I guess nowadays kids don't know what they want for their snack. They just say, Mommy, I want that $7 Starbucks. Right. <laughs> yep. I've noticed they have, you know, Starbucks or like Dunkin' Donuts or even Subways in some stores. It's usually, you know, some sort of other chain on top of another mm-hmm. chain. <laughs> it's not yeah. really like a local, you know, except for the W place. Mm-hmm. You can definitely find, you know, you can have, you can have dinner. I've had dinner there before, you know. You were talking about the stores in the Northeast that we grew up with that uh, have, have gone by the wayside you know speaking of mccurdy's i remember that when my sister ronnie was going to college that was one of her well first better jobs i should say i think i remember her very first job was at a mcdonald's and i'm old enough Mm. i remember when um, they used to serve their breakfasts in a big styrofoam container uh, you know, back during the oh. administration. And uh, <laughs> McDonald's was probably solely responsible for half of what went into the landfills back in the 80s. But, mm. uh, you know, that isn't that never broke down. Um, but my sister got a job at McCurdy's 
And they were such a fancy store at the time. I remember going to the grand opening for the one out in the haystack. And they actually had hired string musicians to play in the store. If you like this show, head on over to the VOG Network, the voice of geeks, where you'll find podcasts for your World of Warcraft fix, like the fabulous Girls Gone Wow, and a show about games old and new with Electric Sisterhood over at vognetwork.com. Oh, wow. That might have been their furthest east store, possibly, but... Honey, did you know if McCurdy's got out as far as Pickle Hollow? I'm not sure. Hmm. They, they were they were larger than most people think. Because they 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 did where Grace Brothers used to be. That was originally McCurdy's. Correct. Huh. So they 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 um okay. They had impressive spaces. I mean, they're one of those companies that built their own. Uh, spots, you know, they had their own stores built back in the day. Of course, nowadays everybody leases a space like an apartment. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize how big they actually were. I'm, I'm looking up the Wikipedia on it, and uh, they had. I a- didn't realize how they changed from Ka- to Kaufman's. It looks like right. there was something to do with Kaufman's and Bonton too. Yeah, eventually later on they were owned, which are also no more. They're usually like vultures. Like right now, Toys R Us has gone under. Yeah, people don't buy them per se. They wait until they go bankrupt, and their their mm. assets are pretty much being auctioned off. Their name, their retail space, and so forth. So gotcha. just like with McCurdy's, Bonton bought them because well, they didn't buy them. They bought their buildings. Mm. McCurdy's was one of those odd department stores that own the space they actually own the actual building like sears does Mm -hmm. sears is the Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. other one now that is actually they basically own all that space which is why they're still in business because they're basically possibly going to start renting those spaces out oh so they own a big chunk of the mall and can control their rent, and they can actually divide that up. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, before we get too much further, uh, we're not going to have too much longer with the princess. She's got to run about her business. So, uh, honey, you were also saying that there were a few uh, greasy spoons that have seen better days. Um, There's a lot of 80s comeback going on with fashion and you know, everything old is new. They're actually bringing back a few 80s style restaurants. And some of them never really went away, but they're coming back. And Princess Micah, do you remember a restaurant called The Ground Round? It I might do be, remember The Ground Round. Yeah. It, it, it might be a little, because uh, they, they probably closed when you were a kid. But there's mm-hmm. actually one probably about an hour from us that has reopened. Oh, really? And still got the 80s style unhealthy menu. <laughs> it still has it. Wow. And there, my mom used to love going there because I was a tiny child. The kids used to jump on a scale. And that is how much Mm. you paid for your child to eat. Oh, really? I weighed next to nothing. (laughs) 
So with that being said, we went to eat there a lot. It's basically hamburgers and french fries. Um, there is also a restaurant that used to be in one of our malls that's now the hoity-toity ones that was a chicken place, like a chicken buffet. That one might reopen, too. Hmm. So everything old is new again. But there's also the Sizzler. Somebody is going to try mm. to start the Sizzler back up again, too. Wow. Now, th- this is a, a treat of the Northeast, if you will. And I have to ask Princess, because this is one of my favorites. Had you ever been to a Friendly's, my lady? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What Now, what was your favorite thing at Friendly's? Can you remember? Ice cream. <laughs> oh. um, I I go to, I've been to Friendly's a lot. Um, actually, when I was with my ex, that was one of our favorite places to go. But, um, you know, usually a burger or a sandwich as far as the food goes. But it was, it was mostly for the ice cream. Uh, see, I, I liken Friendly's to hubby's memories of the store or the uh, stores that had the lunch counter it wasn't necessarily food that was anything special but the mm-hmm. ice cream was a good treat um you know they even though a lot of their restaurants are closing or have closed they they have their own brand of ice cream i guess that's kind of trying to be their saving grace but i remember when i was a kid my folks used to drive to this town or that town because where we ended up uh, growing up isn't the town where my parents met. So they had bank accounts that they would go to that town like once a month to pay on their bills before the internet. And uh, when I would go with mom and dad on their errand days, we would go out to lunch somewhere. And once in a while, we would go to Friendly's. And I remember, as you were saying, the ice cream. And my favorite was... The ice cream that came in the Sunday dish that was kind of rounded on the bottom. And they would put Reese's Pieces and peanut butter sauce in it. Yes. That was so good. Was that the one? They did one with um, like a clown face too or something like that. Do you remember that? And they put the cone on top. Yeah. They, yes. And that like part of the smile was a Reese cup, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. I love the Reese's Sundays. Oh my gosh, I just love Reese's in general. And, and here we are talking about healthier habits <laughs> earlier. Uh, right. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh my God. Now I want a Sunday. Now, as a reminder to those of you who are on that journey, it is okay to treat yourself now and then. The key to a successful mm-hmm. diet is not denial. It's occasional indulgence, so you have something to look forward to at the end of your week once you've met your goal. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, But sometimes you have to go over the deep end. Sometimes you just need to indulge. I'm the big pusher of health, and I'm usually pushing <laughs> DJ to eat healthy. But with my little issue that I had, I was losing too much weight. And I needed to eat like a little heifer to keep the weight on. And I started eating a box of cereal a day. And let me tell you, there is a Captain Crunch blueberry pancake cereal. I could not shove in my pie hole fast enough. (laughs) 
And, and for our listeners' benefit, uh, this comes from a person whose avatar on our chat right now is unicorn poop. <laughs> I, I do have an issue now though well this this may sound bad but i can no longer fit into my own pants but i i do fit into my hubby's pants right now no no honey this is this is not quite a family show but come on let's not talk about getting into my pants mm-hmm. <laughs> I, i'm like my grandmother now though Unless my pants have stretch in them or an elastic waistband, they ain't getting on my butt. <laughs> so do, do any of us have a favorite restaurant that we grew up with that's not around anymore that we want to talk about? I just miss going into a lunch counter or an old, even like, you know, a sit down restaurant, even big boys where there wasn't like quesadillas and, you know, all these different menu items they got now you basically got a sandwich cut into little triangles with a big old <laughs> glob of french fries in the center of it mm. that was 1980 going out food you, you didn't have all this fancy stuff they try to have now where you know they yeah. have like deep fried pickles and they have quesadillas and all these fancy melt thing i just want my cheap sandwich toasted with a big old glob of french fries sitting in the center of the plate i miss 1980s food Mm. yeah i don't know if it's it's necessarily the lunch counter experience but there are some comfort foods that i like and it doesn't seem like there are a lot of restaurants that cater to that of course nowadays in places like oslo you do have an occasional restaurant that'll have a theme and it seems to be comfort foods. Like I think there's at least one or two restaurants that serve different versions of macaroni and cheese. Have you seen those princess? I've seen them at like a food truck, uh-huh. with the food truck rodeo. Yeah. Um, and I know that they specialize in, you know, different types of Mac and cheese. And then there's also one that I believe does like a grilled cheese. Like they do specialty I can't remember the name of the place, but I always see them whenever there's like festivals or events. They're usually there. Um, but yeah, everything they have is- a place. Sorry, they have a store or I should say they have a restaurant mm-hmm. at the Hoity Toity Mall. They actually have a sit down. Ah, they, took over, okay. they took over an old Arby's. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think it's at the same Hoity Toity Mall. I don't know if they still have it, but the Orange Julius... Oh God! I think those I are long been gone. There in a while. Well, I know that Derek. Oh, I know they had like the last one in the area for a while. No, no. Uh, for those who don't know, Orange Julius nowadays is actually owned by Dairy Queen. So I think you can actually go into a DQ and get the Orange Julius menu. What the hell was you in can? that stuff? I don't know, but it was delicious. And I had the one at Dairy Queen, and maybe it's just a mental thing, but I feel like it's not the same. <laughs> it's probably healthier and has less chemicals. It probably is. <laughs> they changed the recipe with less calories and less delicious, you know, bad for you stuff. I'm on the Orange Julius website, and it's saying including Dairy Queen locations. 
So I did not know that, that they, they're only in Dairy Queens. Interesting. So before mm. we the princess's time, we want to talk about the last time. One thing that's old, that's kind of new again. A lot of people are talking about, you know, communication and how everything now is texting. It's just another version of writing letters. Mm-hmm. Not going to malls while nobody is really talking to each other on the phone verbally either. Everything is being sent by a, a written message, which is texting. Right. So even though it's mm-hmm. faster than writing letters, it's pretty much the same thing where nobody is really hearing somebody else's voice anymore. Everybody mm-hmm. is just clicking away on a keypad. So- mm. So whenever you need to make a note to yourself, Princess, are, do you have, uh, have you uh, written out anything lately? Do you, do you still actually use pen and paper? No, I use, um, I use my phone and um, it has a little note um, app or whatever that, you know, kind of comes with the phone. Mm-hmm. So like if I need um, like a grocery list, which actually it's funny because the other day, um, for some, I just, I had to write it out to kind of visually place things. Um, cause I was meal prepping and also creating a shopping list based on that. So I kind of wanted to break things out in sections. So that's like the first time in a while that I've done that. But normally I just go to my phone and, you know, type out a shopping list or look this up, you know, remember to look up something now then I actually have to remember to look at the app, which doesn't always work out so well. <laughs> so uh, in the terms of uh you know um writing letters and and you know writing things out by hand do you do you have any keepsakes do you have like letters from loves gone by that you still hold on to um i do i don't know where it is but i know that i hung on to it um when i was in middle school probably um my girlfriend and I had a notebook and I don't know if this is a thing that boys did but we had a notebook and um you know it was it was almost kind of like the the idea was um similar to the burn book from Mean Girls but this was before Mean Girls Day but we'd all just kind of take turns and it was almost like a diary and you know I'd write my thoughts in it or whatever and then I'd pass it to my friend and she'd write you know her thoughts in it and we just kind of take turns so I don't know who ended up with that notebook but then I do have like notes and stuff that we used to write to each other so we used to do that like all the time we'd write each other notes and letters and you know things like that and I just I mean now I guess the kids text each other the kids they text each other, but um, <laughs> you know that you're getting older when you start referring to your peers as the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, when it, when it comes to writing things out by hand, that's something that I still do now and then, especially if I have a speech or presentation that I want to organize. Uh, a lot of times, I will still write out by hand my initial thoughts, my brainstorming, my rough draft. And then, of course, I'll type it up later on. But, I, you know, it's just one of those mental processes where I just want to get it out onto something so that I'll remember it later. Because, um, you know, you shouldn't be using your company's computer to be making your notes. And so they can't really see my pad of paper. But I, I guess one of the most treasured things that 
um, that uh, my family has in terms of something it's a keepsake with handwriting is, uh, of course, it's no secret that my folks have been gone for a number of years now, and Ronnie owns the family home that my dad built. Well, one of the things that she has in her possession are the letters that my folks wrote to each other, their love letters when they were dating. And that's the precious thing because I can see what my parents' handwriting looked like when they were young. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we let you go? Um, no, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys, and I'm glad Billy was able to join us today. We were talking about handwriting and people writing letters. And so, of course, that, that brings to mind memories of things that are old and cherished and maybe of loved ones that aren't with us anymore. So, do you, do you, honey, do you have anything that's, uh, you know, in the realm of handwriting that's a cherished memory? I didn't really write letters when I was younger. I was one of those horrible children that never wrote thank you notes to their grandparents or the $5 they put in the card or any of that. I was horrible at writing. I, I to this day, have horrible, horrible handwriting because I never really wrote letters. I never really wrote anything. Which is why I was happy when computers came around because I could actually type everything. In but, fact, when I was in school, my teachers preferred that I use the computer because they couldn't read my handwriting. But didn't you tell me that there is a special item that was passed down in your family that has handwriting involved? Something maybe from your grandmother? Her recipe book. That is one of the things that we cherish. She wrote down a lot of recipes. In fact, her mom's recipe book we have and these recipe books have all of the family recipes in them but they also have a lot of old recipes like black walnut cake and all of these recipes where a lot of these desserts are long since gone but if you go on the internet people are now posting these recipes of their grandparents which is very difficult because one, they're handwritten. So trying to read your grandparents' cursive, which can be difficult. Um, there's also ingredients that you no longer can buy. Um, <laughs> but handwritten recipe books, it, it's one of those things that you know get passed down and people are starting to go back to and reconnect with their family by looking at these books. And I'm jealous because I don't have anything like that. In fact, I think that my mom's favorite means of collecting recipes was to clip them off from packaging when they would advertise, you know, the Jell-O brand recipe for this or the Betty Crocker brand recipe for that. And of course, nowadays, you don't really think about it. We have all this texting and emailing that's going on. I mean, if someone has a family... What are they going to have to pass down to their kids about the early memories of when they were dating? I mean, you and I met in a chat room, you know, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they'll learn the story that we went out for coffee before we went to a movie, but they certainly don't have any samples of our handwriting saying, you know, hey, baby cakes, I can't wait to see you. Yes. Are people saving their Snapchats and their instant messages? For early romantic letters like our grandparents, because I have our first emails that we corresponded with saved in my Yahoo account. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I, I've looked at those recently, in fact. But if Yahoo ever dumps their server, I, I have not deleted any email in my Yahoo account in a decade. So I, I have over 900,000 emails, probably. So it, it would be very, you know, sad if they finally deleted my account. So maybe I should actually print those out. <laughs> well, and, you know, they say that for important occasions to be romantic, that you should still do things by hand now and then. Of course, uh, you know, for Valentine's Day, you write out your card to your honey you you write in there something sentimental but i imagine that it would be a whole other scrapbooking idea to maybe take the emails that you've sent to your loved one and write them out by hand because then you've got a lasting memory and it's that person's handwriting so it's a lot more personal Mm mm-hmm and one of the things that i like to ask our guests because the far away nearby is also sponsored by the Voice of Geeks Network at bognetwork.com. Please, honey, if you would indulge us for a moment, do you have any special memories of playing video games growing up? What was your favorite, and what what's the most recent game you've played? So I was very fortunate that my parents bought an Atari XE computer when I was younger. It basically was an overrated 8-bit game system that had a keyboard. It did have the ability to record on cassettes and so forth, but it was just a very basic Atari computer. In fact, I do believe it was the last one available. It came with a keyboard, a joystick, and a light gun. So all of our old Atari game cartridges, we could play on this too. Hmm. Since it used cassettes, it sounded like Atari was trying to be a little bit like the Commodore systems that were coming out at the time. Correct. They they were quite successful with it. They sold over 100,000 units during the Christmas season that it was launched in 87. Now, this was back in the day before people had dedicated computer monitors, if memory serves. Didn't you hook up a TV set as your screen? Yes, you had it basically connected to your TV screen. So it was very similar to an Atari. It just had a keyboard and it did run DOS programs and a few other things. I don't really remember it because I was really young, you know, with what programs. It was basically purchased when KB Toys had a huge discount on it that my parents got it for me. Hmm. Now, if memory serves, the Atari home computer came out between different generations of the regular console. I think it was somewhere between the 2600 and then the later sort of sleek black plastic 7600. I've had a lot of video game favorites when I was growing up, but strangely, my favorite one was Dig Dug. I don't know if many of you remember that game. You, you pretty much dug your way through an underground area, which it was all 2D. It wasn't that special, but you could drop dirt on your enemies and you could do all sorts of things. It was very simplistic, kind of like Pac-Man, but a little bit more involved. I, I really enjoyed playing that, but I want to see somebody come up with a new version. I want somebody to come up with a three-dimensional 
area where you could actually dig down and be able to not just have a 2D platform with it, but actually be able to have a 3D three-dimensional area where you could actually dig through it and not just go from up, down, right, left, but be able to move through a three-dimensional terrain play. I think that would be kind of cool, especially if they could somehow involve VR goggles with it. I think that would make it even more entertaining. Living in the same household as Billy, I realized that his job at Grace Brothers doesn't leave him with a lot of time to play games in his spare time, ha ha ha. Uh, so what what game would you say that you've played most recently? I actually have not played any games recently, which is really bad because I have purchased many games lately, including the Ghostbusters for PlayStation 4, and then I got the Nintendo GameCube version of Godzilla, which I actually did play for a few minutes, but I didn't really understand how to play it because I've never used a Nintendo GameCube before. But I, I think I have about 10 games that I've bought lately that I really need to veg out on and just sit there and enjoy myself. Well, thank you for indulging us for a moment, honey. For our listeners here, I'm striving to be a more serious gamer and you can find me on Twitch under DJ Starsage. I've just recently shared my first video. I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda. And of course, since it's one of my first attempts, it's fairly amateur. So please do forgive any issues with lighting conditions and such. So, alrighty, folks. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. And if you will, please check out my solo show, Surely You Jest available at syjpodcast.wordpress.com and as always check out podcoms which is the long-running show starring romo dave and baloo three longtime friends that get together every thursday night at 8 p.m eastern at univazpods.net the globe to listen to streaming audio and join us for chat on the discord app so thank you everyone and have a good week thank you for listening to the far away nearby you can find this show wherever you listen to podcasts find our fan page on facebook and our companion blog on tumblr email us at tfnpodcast at gmail.com tweet us at tfndj and text or leave a message at 720-230-6919. Unified. Unique. Voices. Unified. Unique. Voices. A network of inclusion. Unifospods.net.